So you went to NADA, you networked all weekend, what did all that cost? And to the point, what's the ROI? The painful thing about tax time is adding up your expenses. So what's it like when you do that after an event as big as NADA? Do you try not to think about it? Exhibit hall, floor space, construction of the booth, design, marketing, logos, materials, facilities, and service fees, the union labor for setup and breakdown, shipping costs to and from, your team, hotels, flights, dinners, parties, whatever. Have you added it all up? It's a lot of money. Do I ask too many questions? Probably, but I prefer to ask the automotive business questions that will help you grow your business and make better and faster decisions that will lead to success. So here's another ATI live show on YouTube and LinkedIn that just isn't like the other stuff. What did it cost and was it worth it? Please stick around, join the live chat. We'll be right back. What's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business Tuesday Nights Live, where anyone can learn more about the automotive industry. If this is your first time here, please do feel welcome. We've got another great show. Uh, we've got top ecosystem news here in a minute, and some of the stuff I'm going to talk about tonight. Car dealership guy was revealed. That I think that might have been like the top, top news that I saw. Uh, at NADA, uh, the cost of a booth at NADA, we're going to talk about it. And then celebrity and media and automotive. I, I think I think this is the right time to go ahead and talk about it. So uh, we have a feature interview. We have Jen Pearson and Nick Motaz of Hop Drive. They're going to join us. And then we're going to move into a panel discussion of the ROI of NADA with Pamela Bishop, Steve Ressler, and Mike Benavides. So this is going to be a great show. Please do, if you have a like laying around, please do leave it and share this. We're live on YouTube, we're live on LinkedIn, and we're happy that you're here with us. So here we go. Let's go into, I suppose, what is top auto ecosystem news. Now this is show 322 in a row on a Tuesday night. By the way, mic check 123. Oh wow, look at that live chat going crazy. If you can see me and hear me okay, please do uh, say so. That'd be great. I'll just keep going. I'm just going to assume. I, I think I see the stream. I see the YouTube stream. I want to make sure the LinkedIn stream is working. Yes, it looks like it is. Okay, so we're good to go. All right, let's keep going. NADA show, everybody knows that NADA show was this weekend. I mean, you would have had to have turned LinkedIn off. You would have had to have uninstalled it not to know that uh nada was in full swing and there was a lot happening that's steve rustler and he's on the show tonight there's steve at the drive centric booth there were so many faces that we recognize and group photos and media and i mean it was a podcast fest 
Everywhere you looked, somebody had a microphone or a camera. I mean, from, you know, from the bigs to the startups and in between. So was there so many microphones and cameras that it changed the way NADA, the formula? You know, the formula is they get the main stage and you got the, you know, then you got the side stages and then you see where I'm headed with this. We're going to go into that. But I, again, I always encourage if you're, if you're thinking, hey, you know, Jay, I don't want to talk about media and the NADA. I get it. But it's part of the ecosystem. Know your ecosystem. This is AT Auto Business. That's why we had UVI on the show a couple weeks ago. We went live in their booth at NADA. Cox Automotive was on a week ago. Thank you so much, Brian, Micah, and Patrick. That was amazing. Yes, we went live at NADA and you know, along with everybody else. Uh, our feature tonight is Hop Drive. And so that's in about 10 plus minutes. We're going to learn more about Hop Drive, what Hop Drive does, uh, because you've seen the name and you know you want to know what does Hop Drive do and what is their team. So this is Jen from Hop Drive. This is Nick from Hop Drive. And again, they'll be with us in about 10 minutes. Then on our panel, we have Pamela from Run Buggy. Here's the Run Buggy booth. We were live there as well. Uh, Steve Russler again with Steve live with drive guy he's with us here tonight this is mike benavides from vin 10 he is also a data consultant so he's going to be with us now let's jump into the news we don't have a lot of time and i'm barely going to get through this slideshow but who is car dealership guy was like the big news online in person everywhere and it wasn't uh, the big news was not GM is bringing back hybrid vehicles to North America, but rather that car dealership guy is Yossi J. Levi. Levy? Dang it. I didn't get the last name pronunciation. It's okay. Car dealership guy reveals himself in video at NADA conference. I saw the video on YouTube. I recommend you watch it. You'll learn about him. It's a really well-made video. Real name is Yossi. Dang it. I don't know the last name. <laughs> I know it's Yossi. If, if you know how to pronounce it, please put it in the live chat. I'm sorry, Yossi. Uh, but this guy is fascinating. What he's done is fascinating. And again, it moves back into automotive media. And he now say, he says, we're now the building the fastest growing automotive media company. That's interesting. That is fascinating. And all the brand is capturing more than 80 million impressions a month. That includes 50,000 to 100,000 listeners for each episode of the podcast. Wow. He's now got a job board. And this was going on. Who the F is car dealership guy, right? This was being talked about. This was big news at NADA. And, and he drops nuggets. This today. Whoa. Carvana has quietly begun listing Vroom's inventory on its website. Fascinating. So I was watching the Grammys on Sunday. I know. Bear with me. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to try and bring it back around. I'm watching the Grammys on Sunday, which, by the way, if you were NADA, I doubt you were watching the Grammys. So let me try to help you. I'm your dad, and I'm going to give you a little slideshow, and just hang tight. Um, this is SZA. She's doing, I don't know, it's a song about killing an ex-boyfriend and Kill Bill, and I don't know. It was a lot of work and a lot of stage stuff. I really didn't get a lot out of it. But that's just me. This is Travis Scott. I felt the same. Fire, smashing chairs, I don't know. 
And it really made me think a lot. You know, I felt like this is Kanye. So there's Kanye. He wasn't there. I don't know. But then we got to... Now, I've seen the Barbie movie. And this is Billie Eilish performing a song from Barbie. And I don't remember the song. And, you know, I, even, I, I went into this thinking, ah, what, you know, okay, we'll go through. I will tell you something. This was an amazing performance. This was incredible. And... And I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to. I, fi I figured out the theme, because I also really enjoyed the Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo vampire. She's got blood on her, and blood's coming off the walls. But it's not about the blood. It's about the song, and what the song means, and the pain. And Joni Mitchell was there, and the, she. This is her first time ever performing on stage, I guess, at, at the Grammys, or receiving a Grammy. But this was really good too. And I, I really liked the when Billy Joel sang a new song, he hasn't written a new song in forever, called Turn the Lights Back On. And the theme that I found was, it was vulnerability. There was a vulnerability happening in these performances. You know, and there's types of vulnerability, but they, they, they were vulnerable human beings. And I was reminded, you know, I know everybody really loves Gary V. I like him too. But man, people always quote him. But he says, you know, here it says, people are chasing cash, not happiness. Well, aren't a lot of people that like Gary also chasing cash? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. And yeah, there are, there are, I think there's a lot of haters too that are hate, hate, hating. But they, they say they're into relationships and all that. So I... I can't parse that either. Which is why I'm, I'm going to give it up to Andy Elliott for being vulnerable and talking about, here we go, in this video, why people hate themselves. What a complicated world we live in. Vulnerability is not a sign of weakness. It's an expression of courage and authenticity. That's how you build relationships. And by solving problems, right? Let's not forget, we're trying to solve problems. It's not just being a spectacle. If everybody's taking a photo during the concert, does it change the landscape of what's happening in the concert? By the way, how many people are actually watching this stuff back? Are they sharing it, live streaming it? What is happening? Are we getting lost in the transfer portal? Okay, Jay. Now, I saw a lot of people shared the drum intro here and it, it, I'm, it's cool it's very cool but uh it reminds me you know like let's go back to the super bowl like it's the super bowl entrance is there enough fire glitter and is there enough can we get can we add some more um which means we are missing we're missing potential i i, I see this i saw this photo but i i don't know where i didn't see this interview I didn't see this one either, but I mean, ACV, yeah, this is probably good. I'm a big f fan of Doug Haddon. I'm sure this Cars Commerce panel was good. I, I don't know where that's at. I don't know where to find that. Uh, I started looking at, you know, how many empty chairs are there? If everybody's podcasting and shooting, how many empty chairs are there? And I saw this too. In less than eight hours on a Friday, three live streams, 11 podcasts, 15 interviews, 17 booths. That's a lot of content. Is it enough? Maybe we should have done more. 
So I look at NADA show and I, and I think these things, because see, I'm a lifelong media guy. I've dedicated my life to media. Much like Tom Klein has dedicated his life to tucking the octopus and risk management. I, I look at everything through the lens of media and what, what is happening. Are, have we become, are we focused on a red carpet? Is, is that part of the Super Bowl experience? which is a mix of meetings, mingling, music, demonstrations, drinking and dancing, right? And that's right. And some networking and some business too. So I want to get into the costs. It's fine. Okay, Jay. There's a concern among many industry uh, insiders that high interest rates, costly consumer goods and expensive window stickers will put a dent in vehicle sales in 2024. And I think if you're, if you're price sensitive on those things, are you not price sensitive that at the show there's more than 500 vendors and 700,000 square feet of exhibition space and all the money that went into that? The Super Bowl, is it about, is it about the personalities or is it about the football game? The news that Stellantis is making a decision considering pulling out of auto shows, here the news broke that they're going to pull out of the upcoming Chicago Auto Show for the foreseeable future, um, other shows, and they're not going to do the Super Bowl advertising. Again, Super Bowl, interesting. Super Bowl Grammys, NADA, Amalgam. That's uh, going to be the first time in the past four years that they haven't advertised on the Super Bowl, which Fox asked between 6 and $7 million for a 30-second spot. So what does it cost to get a booth in the expo hall and, and, and go for it. And, you know, everybody's doing it anyways, so it doesn't matter if I ask. I am curious, though. I thought, what, what does it really cost? So you've got, you've got the actual booth cost, the square footage, $36 a square foot, and then you know, a list of the things you get. And, I mean, there's a, I'm not questioning whether it was worth it. I'm asking how much it costs. You get your four complimentary badges, opportunity access, like nowhere else. Let's say we do a 20 by 20. 20 by 20 by $36. We're at 14 grand just for the booth space. So what other costs are involved? Right? So we look at what do we want? 20 by 20, 40 by 30 by 20, you know. Well, we got to put something in that space. And I started looking at costs of the, either a rental or having a design. And there's a lot of companies. This is a whole industry in itself. And it looked like for a 2020 trade show booth in Vegas, which differences of different pricing, eh, you're at maybe 30 grand. Let's take the average. 30 grand for a 20 by 20, plus it was 14. Somebody get the calculator. We're at, okay, so we're at 45 grand and we haven't, we really haven't done anything yet. And even just a basic step of repeat was 800 bucks. So then there's the setup and the labor and it's, it's union fees, which, you know, it's notable. And the services and the facilities, the different costs that go into that. And I found this, this was an interesting page. So I'm going, okay, so you got your exhibit, you got your giveaways, your swag, your advertising, your show services. Oh yes. And your personnel right? You got to bring your team and a breakdown of percentage of costs. You got your booth space, lodging services, again, shipping, graphic design. Again, no question. 
that the access and what you're getting access to is is immeasurable. I mean, these are awesome stats. There is no show like NADA. And the sponsorship opportunities, I mean, you can, you know, you can sponsor a hydration kiosk station, Wi-Fi, mini lounge, various forms of promotional material and advertising and being the commercial. Shoot, you can get the side of the building somewhere. So when I saw this photo, I thought, man, what did that cost? And I think we're gonna wait till the panel to come up with that number. But again, the ROI, I'm remi I get reminded of ROI. We all get reminded of ROI. What is the ROI on this? Is it there? That's what I'm that's what I'm curious of. So remember you can leverage ATI in your business. That's right. We can ask these questions together. So get your favorite ELD punch and stick around because after the break we're gonna be back with Hop Drive and you're not gonna want to miss it. Here we go. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Don't lose any more sleep worrying about missing leads. Get Transport Auto Quoter to quote the right price the first time, every time. Run your business with TAQ. Visit Transport autoquoter.com. Thank you so much for jumping in the live chat. Wow, there we go. Uh, oh, thanks, Mark. I like the intro too. Um, been working on that. You know, how long have I been running the same car hauler video? And so thank you so much. And again, so the audio's okay. I've really been, man, I've been spending a lot of energy on the audio. I was so, you know me, I'm a perfectionist. I was so disappointed 
in the news and that one show I had to lop the whole news segment off. So I don't want to do that again. So please do let me know if there's anything I need to know. And thank you for your live chat contribution. Sure do appreciate that. Oh, here we go. Hey, uh, making martinis. Yeah. Mark is making martinis in the super chat. All right, here we go. Awesome. Without any further ado, please do help me wish a very warm welcome to our feature interview guest tonight. We have Jen Pearson and Nick Motaz of Hop Drive. Can you see me in here? Me okay? Absolutely. Yep. All right, great. Jen, we'll start with you. Jen, please say hello and tell us a little bit more about you. Hello, everyone. My name is Jen Pearson. I am the VP of Sales here at Hop Drive. I came out of the fleet industry, spent, um, we won't say how many years in the fleet industry, uh, and uh, joined Hop Drive about a year ago when I heard about the solution and after I, you know, tried to explain to Nick that he could not do what he said Hop Drive was doing. Uh, I really saw the light. I decided that this was a solution that the whole industry, everybody needed. Anybody that has anything to do with cars, they need Hop Drive. So I jumped ship and came over here. It's been a fantastic year, like really needed my rollerblades, but loved every minute of it so far. Excellent. Thank you, Jen. And Nick, please say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, um, I am Nick Modis. I am the co-founder and CEO of Hop Drive. I uh, am logistics uh, in my soul. I came from LTL Trucking, and then uh, had a brief shift into automotive when I was at CarMax, um, where I kind of came up with the idea for short haul transport and the way that Hop Drive does it. And uh, now, almost six years later, here we are. All right, so first, uh, that's two tonight already, so I didn't know how to say car dealership guy's last name, and I got your name wrong, too, so that's two. All right, I feel, uh, hopefully, that's okay. So we'll get through that. Nick Modis, Jen Pearson, Hop Drive. All right, so so what does Hop Drive do, and why does it do it? Jen? We are a uh, tech company that does transport. Uh, Both of our co-founders, Nick will tell you, uh, came out of the IT world. So we are a very uh, tech-forward company that uh, didn't try to cram tech into uh, the transport business. So we uh, do uh, have a really great platform. Uh, We move, in a a nutshell, the easiest way to say it, we move vehicles from, from point A to point B by putting a driver behind the wheel, period. We don't haul, we don't tow, we literally drive vehicles. Okay, right. And that is called drive away, right? It is drive away reinvented. Yeah, we like to call it drive away reinvented. Drive away reinvented. Okay, perfect. Which is great. So, all right. So, can you tell us some of the, I mean, we can think about it, but what are some of the applications, some of the main applications that you probably talked about at NADA this weekend? Yeah. So in franchise automotive, our primary use case is gonna be service pickup and delivery. So when you think about hyper logistics in our space, imagine making sure that you can coordinate having a driver at a consumer's house at one o'clock and the consumer expects you to be there, your dealer expects you to be there, so you better be there, right? Uh, Even harder is when uh, you have to go pick that customer's vehicle back up after the service appointment is done. So at least on the front end, we know when we're supposed to be at the dealer or at the uh, cons- the customer's house. On the back end, 
uh, we've got about a 45 minute to an hour window to make sure that we are getting that customer's car back so that they don't go vehicleless the next day. So, okay, as a logistics guy, I don't think it's a secret that I, I once was a dispatcher. Yeah. And uh, it has occurred to me that the expectation that somebody will be at the house at one o'clock, that that's not easy to deliver, right? Yep. In fact, I've all, I say when I'm dealing with an over-the-road car hauler, which is what I was doing, and I'm talking to a broker or a shipper, I'm saying, yeah, I wouldn't think that way. Yeah. And, yeah. And here's it's you, a, you do it. Yeah, it's a, I, I will say, while it is really, really hard what we do, it is easier than over-the-road trucking. Imagine trying to coordinate down to the hour when that shipment might actually be days long. That's really, really hard, at least in, in our space. Uh, we have an appointment for tomorrow. We already know uh, that we have to be at that house tomorrow at one o'clock so we can dispatch drivers accordingly for tomorrow and plan their schedules accordingly. So um, I have a, a lot of respect for the truckers that can uh, make it happen. Um, but it, it, it is a little simpler in our world because um, each driver is one-to-one -one with a vehicle and um, we've really just honed our craft. Um, that's, that's one of the things that we like to harp on is um, one of the reasons you've never heard of us is because we spent two and a half, almost three years in stealth. And what we were doing in stealth is really just building our operations and our, our tech to be able to support the way in which we do business and uh, especially on the operations side. So um, because nobody was really doing it uh, before us, we, we had to learn on our own. We had some models to, to kind of go off of Uber, Lyft, uh, DoorDash, the, those types of things. Um, but they do very different things than we do. And so we were very fortunate. Um, RIP car lots, I have to give them a shout out, but they were our first beta customer. Uh, they were founded here in Richmond, like we are, and they let us, they let us go break things and go test and, and really start to figure things out from an ops perspective. And that really gave us a, a huge leg up when it was time to scale and start to open more markets and turn on more customers. I'm thinking that this is interesting because I, on Thursdays, my transportation logistics show, we talk about shippers don't know. And it's not their fault. I mean, how would you know? But you wouldn't know that an over-the-road car hauler can't say I'll be there at one. I mean, they can, but it's not yeah. likely <laughs> it's going to work out. And when it doesn't work out, there's a lot of problems. So... You and HopDrive help that situation, I'm guessing, where you, now the car hauler can deliver to a terminal or something. Walk me through how that customer can get the one o'clock and not have to think about what happened. Yeah, we actually do that quite a bit in the fleet space. So uh, some of our transportation partners, one will be on here in a, in a little bit in Run Buggy, but um, when we're doing... We do some first and final mile. We do deployment out for fleets, that type of thing. Um, it makes the delivery and pickup process a little bit more uh, reliable. Um, when you think about it, especially in long haul, if, if, if that driver is having to pick up six vehicles around the city, that's going to take them six, eight hours potentially, and somebody's not going to be happy. Uh, but when you start to consolidate to a hub and you allow that driver to just pick up and load and go, uh, it's better for them. 
it's good for us. It's a much better customer experience for sure. Um, it can make that, that, that logistics effort a little bit more uh, transparent and predictable. Well, and what you just made me think of is same thing at an auction where you have a car puller pulling from the auction. It's similar. Carriers love car pullers because then they don't have to hunt for all yep. those cars. And in this case, right, they don't even have to probably interface with as many customers, which probably in itself saves a lot of time. Yeah. But, so the ops then is complicated. Um, we have uncomplicated it uh -huh. and through some of our processes and, and just experience. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the way that we layer on to some of our transport partners, we help them uncomplicated as well. So we, we talk to so many shippers. That's that's one of our channel partners, right? We do we do franchise automotive for service pickup and delivery. That's like us one to one with a dealership. But we also have partners in the traditional automotive transport space, especially brokerage, um, but also asset based. Uh, where we help do the the short distance transport for them because frankly they've struggled with the short distance transport for years and um, uh, you know it, it's always been difficult when you start to layer trucks onto short distance they're not incentivized no one's incentivized with a truck to go pick up one two vehicles when you've got four or five extra spots left on your truck it costs you the same amount so um, the sacrifice there is is um, expediency or, or, or timing to be able to do it. And, and we take that out of their equation, especially if they have hub networks, just collect the vehicles for them and, and then they're ready to go once they've got the full truckload aggregated. Right, so then if we talk about different verticals that you serve, dealers, fleet, rental, yep. OEM? OEM. Okay, remarketing. Outfitters, remarketing. Right. Okay. So all. If, oh, yeah. if you have a vehicle, we can help you. Oh. Okay. And we uncomplicated. That's right. That's right. It's interesting. We've only started to get in some of those verticals over the last year and a half. That's one of the reasons we brought Jen on. We didn't, we stumbled into fleet and automotive logistics transport, like traditional. And we kind of started in franchise automotive and we were hyper-focusing on the franchise service pickup and delivery model. And then realized we partner really well in the automotive transport space. We're not competitors. We're allies. We are viewed as a carrier to the broker network, even though we don't have assets, um, but we've got uh, our assets are our drivers. And, and so we can help partner with those brokerages to fulfill the moves of their customers. Well, and that's what I was thinking too, is that that's, that's a big part of, well, I guess what would keep you busy is uh, coordinating, I don't know if you're hiring, independent contracting, but the, the personnel, right? That's a big part of the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even then, I guess, if if we get really good at it, then you can probably get into whatever independent random carpooler groups there are, right? Then there's opportunities in all these different niches that need organization and marketing, yeah. reliability, sales, etc. Yeah. Yeah, we've been asked to help with driver recruitment. I think our model is a little bit different than traditional, and we've been asked by auction houses to have runners right and, you've been and asked right we we don't actually view ourselves as <laughs> companies so we stay out of that um but we do not have driver recruitment problems and we're interesting enough to the drivers that we recruit the pool from the pool of which is is gig um we have a lot of women drivers that are i mean just great brand ambassadors to hop drive into our customers you have to think about it 
I mean, if, if you were a woman Uber driver and you were trying to hustle, you don't want to be driving drunk guys on, you know, Saturday nights. It's dangerous. It's bothersome. But when you're just driving a car across town, you you don't have anybody to kind of be in your backseat and it's, it's a much safer transaction. So we're able to recruit those drivers that just absolutely love the model. Um, they don't have stinky food. They don't have, you know, passengers that are, are unruly. And, um, and ultimately, they, every penny that we pay them goes into their pocket as well because they don't have any operating costs. They're not using their car for the transaction. Right. Tapping into the gig economy that already exists. That's kind of wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. What a lucky break. What a lucky break. It's awesome. Right. Because you who would want to build that from the ground up? No, I don't think it would be possible if yeah, exactly. the gig economy companies hadn't forged the path and they were five, six, seven years ahead of us. Um, we wouldn't be here talking to you today because we're not going to we, we don't have the funding to go educate a market. Um, but they did. And um, it's been very helpful for us. That's awesome. Uh, do me a favor. All right. We got a panel coming up. So stick around. Uh, we're going to bring in, after the break, we're going to bring in Pamela, Steve, and Mike, and we're going to dive into more uh, about the weekend and NADA. So do me a favor, stick around. We'll be right back. Auction v. Commerce is the universal support solution to help brick-and-mortar auctions respond to the needs of digital buyers and sellers with greater efficiency, accountability, and more access. Auction v. Commerce is a bridge between the dealers of the past and the auction of the future. Yeah, so let's be honest with it. Everybody as an operator, like myself, we're always looking to save expense, okay? And so if I can get a product that is just as efficient as, as another product and yet save a ton of money, that's what I'm going to do. And so I think the value proposition that DealersLink offers is unmatched, right? For what we spend on DealersLink, for what we get from DealersLink, full spectrum, the marketplace to support, the OEM data, the Fastbook tool, the, the mobile applications that you have, uh, it, the value proposition is huge. Um, and I definitely would recommend, I have recommended, uh, we are continuing to install it into our stores uh, as we speak. Request a live demo at dealerslink.com now. Manage your inventory operations all in one place with smarter wholesale cutting edge recon market driven strategies and automated advertising visit dealerslink.com all right here we go my panel's all set so let's just jump right in get the show on the road please do help me wish a very warm welcome to welcome to steve rustler mike benavides pamela bishop can you guys see me and hear me okay you yeah. got it Yep. All right, awesome. All right, let's do this. We'll do some introductions, and then we'll move into the to the meat of the product. Steve Rustler, please say hello. How you doing? What's going on, everybody? How's that? Does that wake yeah, everybody up? Excellent. Yeah. Like Nick Cage, right? Dude, nice. Mike Benavides, how are you doing? Awesome, Jay. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's great to have you back. Um, and we got to catch up a little bit today and those, every conversation I have that leads up to the show helps me, you know, put together what it is that I'm trying to do. Pamela Bishop, can you see me and hear me? Okay. 
I sure can, Jay. Long time no see. That's right. Long time no see. Pamela was on the Expo Hall floor Friday for the ATI live stream. So that was awesome. Actually, so um, I so after I do a show, I go through and do the time codes, which, hint, hint, camera one, go and watch my videos and go in the time codes. And you can skip ahead and do all that great stuff and save tons of time. So I was doing the time codes, and uh, yeah, that was a great show. There were some really great segments, so great job. And Jake did great, too. Jake did the uh, demo for Run Buggy. There's some, he did, yeah. and he's a local in Nevada. He lives in Las Vegas, so that was really cool. Man, awesome. All right. So, okay, here we are. Um, everybody was, except for me, <laughs> in Vegas <laughs> this past weekend, right? I was watching the Grammys. Did anybody see the Grammys? <laughs> nope. right? Nobody I, nobody saw the Grammys. And I, I, I got the rerun from my wife. Okay. Right. Don't fill us in. I did see you Adele know. then. I saw Adele on Saturday. He saw so Adele on Saturday. Nice. Wow, okay. That's pretty cool. Well, I never watched the Grammys, but then I started thinking Grammys and a DA Super Bowl, and away I went. But I also, that's when I realized I wanted to talk about the cost of the booths. So... Where should we start? Um, actually, I, I made a couple notes. Let's not start with costs. That's no fun. Uh, the networking, NADA takeaways, either a company you met, an automotive professional shout out, or a memorable moment. Who wants to start? Oh, I don't mind doing that one. Yeah, you buzz in. You know me, man. Yeah, man. Um, no, I'll tell you what. You know what? This is uh, Jennifer Suzuki. Uh, Followed her for a long time on social. Never had the pleasure of meeting her. I know she does. She's a, a big face in automotive. Does a lot with the OEMs and NADA Academy. And uh, just this last fourth quarter, I, I finally had the pleasure to talk to her, get introduced to her, and uh, got to meet her finally in person at NADA. And it's kind of interesting, you know, all these years. Uh, you know, it's just really wild when you find people that you finally connect with on the message that you give to a dealer. And so that's one of the things that uh, I'm always trying to find is who on the vendor partner side is saying the same message we are. And uh, so I got on her podcast. So that was my highlight uh, for NADA other than our booth. And we had a robot at our booth. So there you go. It was like transformer. Oh, all you over. were the booth with the robot. I saw a clip of this. Yeah. I, I didn't know what I was. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was a great idea actually. Cause it caught me off guard. Yeah, he was cool, man. He, he was, was like a comedian inside there, um, and, and everybody. It was. It, it did bring over a lot of people, so it's a good little gimmick, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that was a real. Actually, that was a really good idea. Yeah, right, I think, what's next. I think for us, uh, or at least for me, um, we we decided this year to forego a booth. We'll get into your ROI here later, but uh, but go a different path, and so we. We co-sponsored a, a brand new event at NADA, um, Auto Tech Investments. And so it was partnered with great Steve Greenfield and David Mender and April Rain put it on for us, which shout out to you, April. That was like, you crushed it. Um, it's always interesting when you, when you go down that path, there are so many dang events and dinners and sponsored things. And we really had no idea what that was gonna turn out to be. And, uh, going into the weekend, uh, turns out we had like a huge waiting list. People were calling me. How can you get me in? Like, I can't get in. I actually had some some people sneak in as well, which was kind of cool. But 
it went off really well. And I think it was successful enough that we're going to go do it again next year and hopefully make it a thing, uh, which is really cool. And it, like the concept was sort of put investors and dealer principals and tech companies all together to kind of talk shop and do some panels and stuff. It was, it was pretty fun. Nice. And I do, I'm going to bookmark the advantages of not having a booth, right? A lot more steps. Yeah, because it's interesting. It's it, well, it's really, it's a fun it, and it's a fundamental thing. And I will just say, elephant in the room. This is why there's signs that say no suitcasing, mm -hmm. right? But <laughs> there's a very specific well, limitation you. for what suitcasing is at thank NADA. You. What is it? It is don't suitcase and and grab those brown badge dealers if you are not an exhibitor. Do not have outside parties. Like NADA discourages that. But trust me, there's tons of uh, acceptable suit, uh, suitcasing going on in the floor. There are tons of vendors working together and people that service those that are absolutely essential to the, you know, to the show operating as it should. They just don't want dealers being harassed by people that are not paying to be on the floor. That's the suitcasing they care about. Yeah, that's a good... Uh... Yeah, I used to suitcase early on, and I'll tell you what, I mean, there's pros and obviously cons to it, um, but, you know, if you're a good networker, suitcasing is the way to go. I mean, I think, it, you know, I suitcase still where, you know, I prefer a networking event personally, um, but shows like NADA, I mean, I mean, especially like somebody like us, I mean, we're a CRM company, so we have to if you don't have a presence there, you can't really display it. And, you know, a lot of times I was presenting in front of a pretty good audience. So it, it would just be hard to capture. And so there'd be opportunities lost for us. I mean, we have, I mean, I, I'll just tell you, we were looking at our lead count just today because we're distributing leads and we had like 200 leads. You know, I, there's no way you're going to get 200 leads suitcasing. You know what I mean? So there's always opportunity loss. So there's a pro and a con to it. But uh, if you're a good networker, man, you go to the right parties, you can still go to that networking event, spend your money like that, and hopefully you get like a registered list and you guys all share. We used to do that um, at some other events where we had other partners. We did like a Knights game and everybody was uh, getting like 20 tickets and you would, each vendor would bring like 20 people and then you would all congregate together, but everybody got the list, everybody got the phone number, so none of those opportunities were lost. Yeah. What's interesting about our model, we're we're a little different than you know than than you all. We're we're not SaaS. It's like suitcasing. Yeah. It just wouldn't work. I mean, and we won't. I won't get into the booth side of it, but that's like needle in a haystack stuff. We'd have to somehow find a dealer that's in one of our open networks, and that's impossible. Like we actually we view NADA as uh, going to talk to our vendor partners and channel mm -hmm. partners and and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's far more targeted and we don't we don't really even think dealer even though we're there to support dealers we we think channel partners and go to market partners um for nada yeah i can Absolutely. definitely see the advantage of walking around i mean obviously we we met with you all and that was great and we had a lot of quality time um but i mean definitely the networking you can't stay at the booth you have to get up and walk around and interface and really make a couple of rounds um to get in front of everyone talk with everyone connect with everyone and let's be real the show is about connection it's about seeing the people that you've known 
maybe for 10 plus years, you know, maybe it's just a few years and you haven't met them in person. And there's just something magical about getting in front of the people that you know and work with or don't know yet. Or like you said, like somebody that you've known for years and it's like a little bit of like it's a celebrity to us. Um, but as far as like memorable moments, I'd say it is seeing people that I've known for 10 years in the industry and getting to talk to them, finding out uh, they're having a baby or, you know, I mean, it's not just the business, but connecting as people, because I think we work better and provide uh, a better experience, a better partnership when we remember that we're working with people. Um, so that was really great for me. Seeing also people, you know, even in my business that I haven't ever met in person, we've been remote since the beginning. And so there's people that I've worked with for years that I just got to squeeze at NADA. Um, so that was really, really exciting. And I, I really loved meeting uh, Nick and Jen in person. And, you know, we do. We have a great partnership. And partnerships are really what it's all about right now. You know, there's a lot of inundation out there, but how we can better partner and work together and grow our businesses that's what it's all about. So, absolutely, Pamela. To kind of piggyback, this this business, it's all about relationships. So that face to face connection is invaluable. And so, uh, kind of like Nick was saying, you know, we really took the opportunity to make sure that we were getting in front of and connecting with our partners like Run Buggy and uh, prospects. But um, you know, just kind of going for the. The shout out, I want to give uh, Bob Gower from Traver Connect a huge shout out. Uh, he uh, spent time with all of us and then he was nice enough to take my team out for dinner where he just gave us so many pearls of wisdom. Uh, and it would, that was just priceless and invaluable. I just like the name Run Buggy. I'm just going to say that. I've never <laughs> heard of it, but I'll tell you, that's got kind of everything to it. I like Run Buggy. Right. I love creative names. I love out of the box. Like, you know, I don't know, it, it, like you guys are all doing virtual meetings. Let me give out one of my favorite tools for y'all and go watch this tonight. Seriously, you'll die. It's an app called M-M-H-M-M. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's the name of the company. I swear. I mean, and so I hear Run Buggy. I'm like, man, cool is that? I think the most names are the ones that are just like, make you kind of like Run Buggy, you know? Mm-hmm. Buggy. Like I like name Run Buggy. I was saying that at NADA because when you know I've been here since the beginning of Run Buggy, and I would say it, and they were like Run Buggy what? And so it, you know it made them stop for a second. I'm like, let me tell you, I'm about to change your yeah. life. Come on, Jay. Where's the bus? Yeah, yeah. Where's well, the bus? So, all right, I was typing, "Hey Marco," and then I got <laughs> busted. Um, Marco Major is here. So. Uh, I did want to say, actually, shout out to Bob Gower, gave me the reminder, it is some of the, like, pop-up random dinner lunch meetings that I love. And um, I've had so many, and yeah, that that's awesome. That sounds like a great dinner with Bob Gower, so I, I can see it. Mm -hmm. I'm there with my get. camera, circling dolly track mm -hmm. lights <laughs> yeah, okay. anytime you get 30 years worth of experience like cornered at a dinner uh, i mean that's invaluable i mean look we're we're still kind of new i i didn't come from franchise automotive like my only auto experience was carmax and you have to learn it and i, I feel like we've done a decent job over the last few years but if you walk away with any from nada having not learned something from somebody you did it wrong uh, because that's part of it, too, is you're always going to learn something. And it just comes by surrounding yourself with the people that, 
that have that experience. And, right. you know, this is a, this is an industry where, you know, it's, it's going to have to turn over at some point. There is some younger generations coming through, but like those older generations that are there, like they have that industry knowledge that is just it's so invaluable and it's going to go away at some point. If we don't stop to, to learn it, then this industry is going to be very different in, in 10 more years. Well, in 10 years, they're all going to be on. Mm-hmm. And none of us are going to know what's going on. No, right? this is all, it's really good for doing like, like doing demos. Like I use it for my demos. You can show your phone if you got a phone app, but you can also do it. It's like a PowerPoint where you show your screen, your phone slides. So if you have some key points, it's just an interactive presentation. But um, Nick, right? Yeah, I don't have my glasses on, so I'm just making sure I say it. But uh, Nick, hey, what, what industry did you come from? So I was in LTL trucking and finance before that. I'll never go back oh, to the okay. finance industry, but LTL trucking and then and then some automotive there at CarMax, which is like uh, automotive in a box, like their own brand, right? It's very different. Yeah. Well, the one thing I just tell everybody is, I mean, again, it, it all depends on what you represent, right? I mean, I came from the medical industry for 16 years, you know, so I got an automotive about nine years ago. And whatever you're representing, and especially if you came in from automotive, there's a fresh perspective you can bring uh, where, you know, like, I, I mean, probably the first three years of my career, you know, I mean, I was in a shell, like I had never sold a car before, you know, but I started thinking about everything I've ever sold because I did engineering, I did medical sales, surgery, everything. I went toe to toe with neurosurgeons, you know what I mean? I'm like, I could go to toe to toe with a dealer, you know, but I just never sold a car, but I always say I sell the person. And, um, you know, so if you can, whatever your expertise is, that's what I always try to think of. Like for me, it was medical, for you, it was your industry. But, you know, sometimes you, you can relate something that you did from a process side and inspire a new way of thinking. And that's what I always think is kind of cool. So anybody's outside of automotive, just kind of find some parallels, uh, which are great analogies for dealers to really just grasp on and say, oh, I see what you mean. So. Yeah. Okay, camera one, here we go. There's somebody on our panel tonight that has been to NADA 26 times. Ooh. Yeah, it, uh, starting in 1999 in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, that's, this was my 26th NADA. Do you have hair plugs? <laughs> <laughs> I took care of that one year oh, ago. Come that's on, a whole man. other story. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, come on, Jay. What do you think? You think I'm gonna let that oh, one I know. Well, Twenty-six he... years. You would think that'd be like Chip Perry on here on the call. But I gotta 26. tell you, the highlight of this year was the fact that I got to take my 17-year-old son, and we went for the full week. So me and my son are newly licensed car dealers as well. I also am a, a data consultant and a data broker inside the industry. So I serve vendors and all these other companies. But to go there with him and and have that experience walking the show floor he was in dallas where we live last year he just kind of showed up for a few hours last year but we were in for the full week starting with the auto finance conference on tuesday going all the way through nada shadowing meetings with oems and other big companies and it was just a phenomenal experience um as tough it as it is to be a 17 year old and do be able to do anything in vegas um, you know, we, we had a great time and it was a really, really successful event. Man, I love that. I there was a lot like of father-son. So what was the first experience you had at NADA? What do you remember from the very first show? 
from the very first show. And that was, uh, so I was at a company called AutoFusion, which is still around. Uh, I was attending by myself and, uh, and, and out there. And, you know, I, I was there to network. I mean, that's what I do. I, I go to so many conferences every year. And, you know, the, the key to success in this industry is building relationships. And that starts with showing up. So that's what I've been, done for the last 26 years. And for a ton of other shows, whether it was Digital Dealer One through whatever it's at now, um, to a bunch of other great uh, events throughout the year. Uh, and, you know, it, it really is about showing up. It's about learning, getting educated, finding and sharing solutions. It's about uh, networking and building relationships. And then, you know, and finding the value overall and, and how those things fit together in the overall experience. Some shows do that really well. Some don't. But man, if I had to pick one and I could only go to one, it'd be NADA hands down. So, all right. I think we're edging a little closer to the danger zone. Here comes the big question. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I did the math. And if you had a large booth, total, total. You are well into six figures. Close. Well, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking just, I mean, there, there's a well into six figures. You got to pay for Wi-Fi. You got to pay for the space. You got to pay for the booth. Think of all this stuff. Eating the trash. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the trash. Vacuuming. Holy cow. You got to pay for Carpet. vacuuming. Carpet yeah. cleaning. Do you? Wow. Carpet itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. square foot yeah, baby. you gotta buy the car right you gotta pay for the carpet yeah. you want extra padding training. under your rug how sweet how, oh, how, how, how like do you want that rug you know your your couch jay earlier were or, or at least what you were showing on screen were pretty darn close last year in dallas we did 10 by 20 and uh not counting the labor cost uh, when i say labor sending our people mm-hmm. uh we were right at about 50 grand for 10 by 20 with booth design yeah. delivery all that good stuff okay yeah we spent we had i forget the size it was like i think it was like 30 by 60 or something like that. it was big this was like i'll tell you what with the thing that we learned we spent 90k on just the floor space the wi-fi ready for this you guys are gonna die 40k whoa what wi-fi whoa yeah thank you but you're you know and and the, it, you know what's really sad is it didn't work on day one yeah well that's so let's talk wi-fi for a second we'll get this thing out of the way how is the wi-fi one star five stars one star it was awful data on our live stream wow (laughs) how is that how is that possible what's going on by the way i I say this every day 5g my ass you know what (laughs) me me and uh, Dave, who's our CEO, I mean, look, we've been doing these shows and we've had like different shows. This was our biggest booth. Uh, we had, we just want to make a big splash and, um, you know, we've, we've grown through the years, but uh, it literally is Groundhog's Day every day one of any, it doesn't matter. It could be digital dealer, it could be NADA. It, it, the Wi-Fi is always bad on day one. We were there till midnight on Thursday night. We were up there because we have some new products we were demonstrating. Wi-Fi was good, connecting our phones, connecting the, you so know. it's the, the volume, every, everybody tapping in. It, yeah, right. we don't know. It, it's, it, but yeah, that was midnight. And then the next but day. Can, they, it was can they, all right, I'm going to say it. Can they bring in like Verizon? Like, I don't know. 
because 700,000 square feet times $36 a square foot. Anybody? Bueller? How much? What's the gross? What's the gross revenue on just the floor space? I love how you have your calculator. You're not on well, it all bandwidth, though, right? You, my gosh. It's $25 million just floor space. Yeah. Well, you also pay for the union workers. I mean, there's just so much that goes well, into everything in the union there. Right. Anyways, and this is not, you, I've done this before. I, I'm not trying to bash. We're just adding numbers. That's a lot of numbers. How much is Verizon? Oh, yeah. A couple Google vans, you know? Well, yeah. when you have a oh. monopoly on the space and you can't do anything without their contracted labor and their solutions or whatever else, what choice do you have? You're stuck. Yeah. But to be fair, that every show does that. All I mean, right, well, then I'll just oh, have yeah. a bagel Crazy and uh, a Sprite, know? I suppose. Um, okay, so we're talking about price. You got advantages of suitcasing, no booth, versus you have the booth, right? Steve, you had a booth. Pamela, you had a booth. You guys are happy with the leads and the busyness, right? Love yeah, we... Well, I don't know about like our booth because this was our first time. We, I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's it, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing what we learned from it. Um, you know, we usually have a hand, the same people that go to the booth. You know, mostly sales. We have some product ads, but um, we we were. It was a great problem. We wish we had more people. We were short staffed at our booth. I mean, that's I interesting. Think we a lot for next year. So, for sure. how big was your team? Um, twenty. I don't know. I got to count them all. We had probably like. Um, you didn't do a count at the end of each day. Or, no, yeah. I, I that's not, I, I used to have to do that. I, look, Pamela, I just show up. Okay, I'm gonna uh, just tell me where I need to go. I'll be there. Be there. Yeah, just be there, and, and you know, so somebody else. But but no, I think we had like 14 people, but we had the same amount of people usually going every show. And we were always fine, and um, you know, like we. we and like I said, this is this is just a fact. I and, and and this is a kind of like a nice little thing that I guess I'm thinking about is you know I'm the face of the company and I mean I'm I know that's going to be, be like kind of somebody's going to be you're thinking, the face. Oh come on, you are. The you're guy. also the voice of the company. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I the am. Party, the and the parade hair. and the hair. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but people were coming over and looking for me and I was demoing or doing and I need to be that. I think I need to be that just social butterfly and just float around. Exactly. And I think I've, I just realized Some that. Six and guns. I'm, yeah, I, did, I don't want to, you know, I, lo I love meeting everybody, but hey, did you see this, did you see this, you know? And I don't want to be tied to a station. I need to be out there social. I, that's what I do, and then I talk to everybody. So, um, but anyway, it was just kind of unfortunate. There were definitely some people that I think we lost opportunities because we couldn't take care of them, you know? Which Good problem to have, though. You know, it is. It's unfortunate, yeah, and but uh, but yeah. anyway, learn okay. from it. Yeah. Go from there. Sure. But it's better than having a very large team standing around doing nothing, twiddling their thumbs. Like I would rather have that problem. Mm -hmm. I totally no, I agree. And and see, and so I'll just say this: we can all think of a company that we saw that, and when we see that, it's it. There's something strange, right? Why is everybody sitting around in all this space? talking to your coworkers, why what what's wrong what's not happening you got to be nimble too i mean we had a team of about 14 as well and i will tell you it what there's 27,000 attendees if you planned ahead 
you're networked well and you build great relationships, you are busy. Like most of the time, like everyone at Rum Buggy had people with them. I mean, we might have paired up a little bit, but that's because there's different skill sets that everybody brings. We had sales engineers, you know, we had, um, you know, data science, you know, sales, customer success. We had a lot of different people that all bring a lot of value. Um, and then if it was, if they were out at seminars and stuff, we were walking around, like you don't sit at that booth, you get up and you go socialize, you go talk to everyone, you make the most of every minute and the return on investment is gonna pay. So big time. That's right. well I was there representing primarily uh, data one and uh, they, they don't sell to dealers. They, they provide, you know, data services to companies, the exhibitors on the floor primarily. We had a 20 by 40 booth um, which is primarily two conference rooms, and we had about a dozen people. And, you know, it, it's all about planning the whole thing ahead of time. It comes with experience, too, but keeping those rooms booked. And, you know, if, if you're not, if you don't have a meeting going on, you're out, you know, uh, doing that somewhere else, uh, meeting folks, getting out there, uh, seeing all the other companies, um, you know, suitcasing or whatever, um, but you got to make the most of your time. If you're standing around twiddling your thumbs at NADA, you are doing it wrong and you're losing money in the process. <laughs> it's interesting, though, when you look at the um, the mix of the type of folks that people bring to these booths sometimes, and, and you sort of <laughs> alluded to it earlier, there's engineers and there's like, they're not outgoing. They're there and they're just like, I will talk to the person that comes and is directed to me. Like, they're not hunters. They're not salespeople. And and so, Jay, you asked the question, like, why do we see people standing around? It's because not everyone that's at that booth is a hunter. Not everyone is a salesperson. And well, their job is to speak to the customer when a customer is shoved in their face, not go, like, out into the middle of the, 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 the show floor and good, grab people in. It's a good point, really good point. But at the same time, I think we've all seen some booths where, I don't know, either they need to huddle and have a pep talk or, you know, Oh yeah. I wonder if there are companies that actually look for booths that are lacking engagement and then go and consult them on how right, to improve nice. engagement. Yeah. Well, there but are some really personally though, you know what you ought to do? You ought to have a challenge and have that engineer go out there and just try to hunt. You know, just think about what kind of TikTok that would be. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see most social engineers. Okay, I mean, actually, you know, Jake, Jake, that you met, you know, he's from Las Vegas, and he's a very social guy. So we just yeah. make that awkward eye contact and and get out there. Well, uh, that's kind of what know. I'm thinking too, Mike. You were saying something. What was that? Oh, Sorry, Mike. So it's key. No, there there are people that specialize in helping companies make the most out of an NADA like events. We already mentioned April Rain at Digital Rain, right? She's putting on parties. She's consulting with companies, doing their marketing, making sure that they don't just build it and expect dealers to come or whoever their customers are. There's a plan behind the whole thing. Lori Halter, Lori Foster. There are really talented people out there that specialize in helping companies prepare, be prepared, and execute um, at shows like this. And they are extremely important uh, in order to, to get the ROI and have a successful show. Absolutely. April, um, wow. I was going to say, April, we've been working with her for, it feels like the last three years, but I will say, you know, probably the last three months prepping and getting ready. We were having weekly meetings. She had this, she kept us on task. Like we had to have, um, you know, meetings booked ahead. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. She was. And I'm going to give them both awesome. a shout out. 
I'm going to give them both a shout out too. Cause when I got into this industry, I mean, they were kind enough to sometimes take me under their wing or help guide me around. I mean, just introduce other people. I mean, two good people right there. Yeah. That is really awesome. So I'm over here now I'm taking notes. I'm like, man, okay. I got to talk to April rain about <laughs> events and planning. I, I know Lori Foster. She's been on a couple times. What was the other name you mentioned? You, oh, Lori, Lori Halter. Halter. You know, I, I, ha I don't think I've had a conversation with Lori Halter. Will somebody please introduce me to Lori Halter? Gosh darn it. Yeah, Lori is good too. <laughs> I know, I see her name everywhere. I gotta meet her, gotta talk to her. Um, I think we really did cover in, in a good way. I'll say this, let me ask this. Here's a couple, because uh, we covered Wi-Fi. How's the, uh, okay, vendor versus dealer versus attendee perspective mike well i go there as both right so you know and and you look at the cost of nada it's gone up from you know back in the day it was a hundred and something bucks right now for a dealer it's 950 that's the pre-show price and 1050 if you're an exhibitor or you know otherwise allied and that that's a pretty strong jump and most of that uh, roughly, you know, a little more than half has been just since COVID. So right before COVID, the price was probably in the 400 somewhere, and now it's more than double that. Um, so you know, you gotta, uh, you know, you, you gotta look at that cost, but it's still less than some of the other lesser conferences throughout the year. And some of those things, that you you gotta pay 2,500 bucks for uh, a couple days, right? So. You know, you're you're in there. You're trying to find your ROI. Uh, no matter what, hands down, it's worth the money. So you know, it keeps going up. You know, I I bring my son, and you know, we we make every ounce of time count. And you know, the then there's you know the uh, the cost of you know all those other things you have to do just to attend. And so uh, you know, you look at all those things together, the and what your objectives are. And for, for us, it was very split. I'm there, um, we're having meetings with customers and prospects on things that we do. And then, you know, for our dealer operations, we're there taking demos and, uh, and looking for things that help uh, in our operations. So we're there as buyers, we're there as sellers. Um, and so we have a very um, mixed perspective and it's very different depending on what you go there uh, and, and attend to accomplish. Anybody want to add anything? Man, we covered a lot of stuff. This was really great. Well, I mean, here, I, it, it's the Super Bowl of uh, auto trade shows. I mean, call it what it is. If you're going to spend money, that's where every dealer from not just the U.S., but internationally are going to come. Um, if I mean, that's the one as you can't afford to miss it. I mean, that's the reality. Um, I remember when we first started, and I'll just say this about suitcasing, but um, there are some dealers out there that if you don't, display at NADA, the perception is you may not make it. Mm. I mean, you know, and I had a, I, I, I won't say who it was, but I got a couple of dealers who literally said, if, if you're not at NADA, I don't know if I could work with you because I don't know if you're going to be in business. I mean, now again, we're a SaaS company, a little bit. <laughs> Man, wow. But yeah, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where you just can't afford to miss it. I mean, you all have it on your calendar for next year already, right? <laughs> hey, yep. <laughs> is it in New Orleans? Where's it at? Is it in New it's Orleans? It's in New Orleans, New Orleans next year. In January, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Oh, somebody will tell me that. The minute we got back, right on the calendar. Let's get prepping. <laughs> and I, they I will sell out in. just about every year. So there's a lot of companies that are on the waiting list that can't get in the show. And uh, basically, we had two halls this year. You had the West Hall, which is, you know, huge. And then you had the North Hall, which was kind of out of the way. And, uh, you know, it, I encourage people to make sure that they, they see the whole show. And, you know, usually the guys in the in this case in the North Hall, um, they are newer. They haven't been in NADA, so they don't get that prime placement. But those are some of the newest companies that are up and coming. Um, and if you don't go and hunt for something, um, you know, there, there's gold in, in, in them hills and, and there's some diamonds out there. And that's why it's always important to make sure you see the entire show because um, you're going to miss out on some uh, great opportunities. Um, and those sometimes those smaller booths, you're talking to the founder, CEO, and um, you, uh, you know, you can have much more substantive conversations. Um, and, you know, that it, it's just important to recognize that, you know, there's um, there's the really big guys out there and there's the up and comers, too. And even those big guys that are on the, you know, in the West Hall, you know, they started as a North Hall kind of company, too. That was us. Yep. Yeah, yeah we hey. started out 10 by 20. I'll never forget. You know, I mean, it's true. Um, so, yeah, that's where all the innovators are, I always say. And uh, mm -hmm. if they make it, then they graduate to the West Hall. You know, it's it's <laughs> kind of interesting. But, you know, NADA, and you guys may know this, I mean, um, they have a point system. That's the way they go about it. So if you uh, rent, get the hotel with them and you sponsor and then you exhibit, you get three points a year. So um, that's how you eventually graduate and go to the West Hall. That's some good insight because a lot of people really don't know how that op how that works. And it's yeah. based on points and seniority, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, we were trying to get in the West Hall, even with a small booth way back when, and you couldn't do it. We didn't have enough points. Did you see uh, my friends at War Cloud? They, they brought Kurt Warner over to their booth, and you were walking away with signed autographed footballs. That drew a lot of people over the North, uh, by the way. So how many, how many points does Cox have at this point? <laughs> no, they've, they've, been, they've been going to NADA longer than you. Snay on the oints pay there. <laughs> um, that is pretty. It is a really fascinating question because um, Cox Automotive Village, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> is it is big, and you yeah. round a corner. It's your first time. So I, I mean that that that's my my experience. I've only been there. I don't know a couple times. And it was, I, and I've read this. Everybody who says first time, it's overwhelming, especially when you round the corner at Cox Automotive and you see. You know, you do is look at that photo on LinkedIn, and you're in this like, whoa. Do they Cox own the place? You know what? The one thing I get props off the NADA on, the NADA on, and you probably know what I'm maybe like. As a dealer, you could not hide because they printed names on both sides of the badges baby they Can't did it oh, they saw your that, video that yeah. was I heard they it, but they that's used awesome it on the lanyard too right they stopped that this year so it was just so you could like put it under your arm if you wanted you know i know but you know it's just so funny you couldn't <laughs> so like unless you took the lanyard off you were you could just put a bunch of business cards on one side you know so. i know but i just <laughs> thought that was ingenious Every vendor on the floor knows that if you're not wearing a badge, you're probably a dealer. So, uh, you know, they're going to come after you anyway. 
I thought that, that was so. That's the secret. Wow. Take your badge off because I kept flipping it around. Hey, I'm Jay. What's going on? But right, I should have done the opposite. Take it, just throw it away. Off. Be mysterious. <laughs> oh, final Did question. Anybody else notice that though? Seriously? <laughs> well, you pay attention to it. I I didn't know that was a thing until you said it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I know, right? So I'm not selling a deal. Well, or I don't blame them. I mean, they feel like a a, a piece of steak it's out there. Yeah. Well, I was walking the around show. there with be the steak, be the steak, be the, steak. Be the fillet. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure. walking around with two badges. I had my exhibitor side, and then I had my dealer side, and I was That's constantly good. flipping back and forth. You know, depending on what we were doing. Role you, play. You gotta. You, you gotta. You gotta be in the situation. That's awesome. And I tell you what. You walk around in that brown badge, especially on a Sunday, and man, like you oh. get people's attention. They will pop up and they will come out because you know, you know, they, they, they're hunting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hey, final question: Did anybody meet car dealership guy? Mm -mm. Right. On LinkedIn. That I was looking forward <laughs> to. I missed it, but I do have a, a meeting with his team tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to That's that. Awesome. Um, awesome really really exciting things that he's uh he's been producing i mean it's and, awesome yeah his posts are awesome i mean they are awesome just the one today carvana posting room cars i'm like man breaking news once again this guy it's awesome good for the industry and i love the it's job funny. boards too like yeah. you know there's know. a lot of like overturn yeah a lot of turn in the industry and making sure that there's great job postings out there and everybody knows what they are and able to help people out fellow people in the industry find you know new work i think that's really great too it is it's awesome and we're looking for people too i don't know if y'all are looking for hiring but it's like you know you can go look for great candidates as well so coming around this year 2024 let's go okay get the word out well that's what linkedin is and, and that's what interesting linkedin right linkedin shout out to linkedin what a platform what would what would i mean you know how would we network without it the same way we go to nada mm-hmm all right, that's our show. Thank you all so much. Jen, Nick, Steve, Mike, Pamela, thank you very much for taking the time. This was awesome. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for having us. Okay, all right. Have a good Super Bowl, all right? Man, I need the Grammys are over. You missed the Grammys. Have a good Super Nobody else is drinking a bourbon. Yeah, I got to go get one. That's my first one, guys. I like Tom's Town. Tom's Town. Ginger and Ginger. Oh, she <laughs> in New Orleans. There you go. Oh, that's right, man. Hurricanes. New Orleans, 2025. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. We'll see. I'll be online. Yeah. I know that. All right. All right. See you guys. Thanks, Good everybody. Night. Good night, y'all. Thank you. All right. Cool. I'll let him go. That was awesome. Okay, Jay, you always take so long to wrap up the show. Let's see it in 30 seconds. I want to thank Murphy Auto Transport, Superflow Systems. I want to thank Auction V Commerce, Dealers Link. I want to thank Hop Drive, Jen and Nick. And I want to thank Mike Benavides. He's a dealer consultant, and he's been NADA 26 times. I want to thank Steve Russler of Drive Centric. And I want to thank Pamela Bishop of Run Buggy. I want to thank UVI, Dealers Link again, uh, Raven, and Run Buggy again for the live coverage on Friday. If you want to know more about ATI, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. I know I need to update it. It's ATI, Auto Business. It's the ecosystem where anyone 
can learn more about the automotive industry. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I will go ahead and run the car hauler. I don't know how much longer I'll have this video, but why not? Here we go. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Peace out.